This podcast is about introducing our fans to the animals, plants, and other products that we work with at Josh's Frogs. It's an opportunity to paint a picture of our hobby that is refreshing. We want you guys to be successful with the animals that you're keeping, and we want our hobby to grow ethically and sustainably into the future. Welcome to the Josh's Frogs podcast. Today, I got Tyler. We're going to talk about plants in with your animals. Uh, before we do that, uh, I just want to say that the Josh's Frogs podcast is sponsored by Josh's Frogs. So we're your one-stop shop for all your reptile and amphibian needs. So whether that's feeders, uh, supplies, or your new animal, uh, we're your source for that. So the cool thing is uh, we're shipping a lot of the stuff in the same box. So it saves you a little bit of money. You can get your crickets and uh, light bulb all in the same uh, box. So we also have a tons of blogs and how-to guides um, and videos. Um, you've probably seen Tyler on some of those videos. Um, we want to make uh, keeping those animals easy for you. So we do a lot of education um, regarding that as well, too. So um, check us out, joshesfrogs.com. So without further ado, welcome, Tyler. We're going to talk about plants today. Um, but can you start at the... Uh, the beginning of your interaction with Josh's frog. So like, how did you find out about Josh's frogs? Mm -hmm. How did you apply? And then like how long you've been here? Yeah. Um, so actually I had originally applied in 2016 for the plant department. Um, I believe it was a Sunday through Thursday watering mm -hmm. schedule. And so I interviewed with them and everything got to see the plant floor when it was like 2016. Yep. Fortunately, I didn't get hired that first time. So <laughs> Um, I ended up trying again in 2020, and then I was actually able to snag a position back into the plant department. Wow. So cool. um, that was pretty awesome. But I had just heard like um, through a couple of people cool. uh, about Josh's frogs, and I didn't realize how close they actually were. Yep. So I was like, I've never heard of a frog <laughs> building just in Owasso. Like, where where would this be? <laughs> like, I can't think of anywhere it would be. Um, so got in in 2020 and, uh, I've been here for almost four years now. Now, 2020, there was a big event that happened. So did you come in before the pandemic, during the pandemic? Like how did that? I was the week of the pandemic, I believe. I know we were getting <laughs> ready to set up for like Tinley and everything. Yep. So everyone was working crazy yep. and like packing a ton of stuff getting it ready and then like two days later they're like yeah tinley's canceled and we're like oh great <laughs> what and, a crazy yeah. time to, to start a new job that's crazy yep, it was wild and then a week later our orders just massively increased <laughs> and so we were just trying to keep up with that as oh, best yeah. as we could yep. what a crazy time it was yes wow very that's eventful <laughs> so talk about your job like what are you doing explain it like somebody who might not be familiar with plants uh maybe our aunts or uncles who aren't familiar with what we do like how would you explain what you do on a, on a weekly basis yeah um so i am actually the admin assistant for the plant department uh so pretty much i am helping assist the uh horticulture manager and stuff like supply ordering um i order all of the plants for the department and what we sell for the company um, I do all the product research on it, create the product profiles, um, any of the individually listed products we have that are plant uh, products. I go through and I create all those, take the pictures, um, get all that stuff squared away. And then I also handle all the inventory for uh, the plant or plant department. Um, and in addition, I also make 
quite a few things. <laughs> oh, cool. cool. Now talk about the evolution of getting to where you are now. Like what were some of the tasks that you used to do like when you started 2020? Yeah. And how that's changed over the years. So actually when I first hired in, I was just a, uh, a plant technician. So my main job was just like taking care of plants and also helping out with order fulfillments and getting those orders out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after probably like four months or so, uh, my manager asked me to become the team lead of the order fulfillment section. So I took that on. Um, and then probably like six months later after that, I became the actual order fulfillment manager for the plant department. Um, so basically most of my job for three years was just ensuring that we were getting plants out, um, keeping up with all of our shows. I helped direct a lot of our uh like plant wise, what we were going to do for a show. Cool. Um, just kind of keep track of all that stuff. And cool. then earlier this year, I took on the admin administrative role. Cool. cool. Now, prior to coming to Josh's Frogs, talk a little bit about um, the pets that you had, but also the mm-hmm. plants that you've had. Um, like describe your your involvement in keeping those kinds of things before you came to Josh. Yeah, yeah. Um, So growing up, I was always super interested in like reptiles and amphibians. So I think Probably by the time I was six, I got, um, oh, what was it? I think it was a water dragon, a Chinese water dragon. Oh, cool. Which realized probably not the best (laughs) beginner pet for a six-year-old. Didn't really realize that when we were in the pet store and they sold it to us. Um, So that was a learning curve. That's cool. Uh, But eventually that just kind of streamlined my love for like reptiles and stuff like that. And then I've always had gardens growing up, mm-hmm. so it was always nice going out, picking vegetables. Yeah. I don't think it was until 2019 that I actually had houseplants. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. It was That's definitely cool. a change, and it was perfect. And then once I got one, it turned into about 300. So <laughs> <laughs> It's that uh, collector gene that all of us in the yes. hobby have. Yep. 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 You want to get them all. Yep. So talk a little bit about plants and and why we we advocate for keeping them in with your animals? Like, why why is that something that we believe in? And something yeah, absolutely. Um, so plants are super beneficial in bioactive tanks specifically. Um, they will help break up the nutrients and help take in the nutrients that the microphonic crew does as mm-hmm. they break down the fecal matter and stuff like that. Um, so those plants take in all of those nutrients and helps them grow and stuff, which helps keep the soil from getting kind of disgusting and then it helps prevent you needing to clean it out as routinely as needed. Um, So it's just kind of super beneficial in that aspect. And then too, they create like visual barriers for animals, especially if you have like a shire animal, Um, just knowing that they have like a little space that they can jump into if there's plants or stuff that helps them out a lot coming out. Um, And they definitely help with like creating a micro humid climates. So just having little patches of where it's much more humid than throughout the rest of the tank. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, One of the things that I'll often uh, tell people when they're like, you know, my animal is kind of uh, skittish and kind of, you know, not coming out as much. Mm -hmm. And my advice always to them is like provide more hiding spots for that. So if that animal knows they can at a second you know, as soon as they get spooked, they can they can hurry up and hide. Yeah. They're much more likely to, to come out. So I think that's yeah. a, a, a underrated example of why live plants are so beneficial for animals and that it, it makes them feel more secure. Yeah. yeah. They can run away. Like mm-hmm. if, if they, they're fa- afraid that I'm going to grab them and eat them, they know like, oh, there's some leaves here. I can crawl, crawl behind this. and hide Get out of here yep. real quick. <laughs> yep. 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 And then um, I also like what you uh, said about the uh, microclimates. 
and the uh, the way in which pl- plants create humidi- humidity, mm-hmm. but also keep humidity. Um, yeah, in yeah, absolutely. Something that's often un- underlooked because a lot of times we'll talk about temperature gradients. So like a hot side of the tank and a, a cooler side of the tank. But yeah, it's true about plants as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I got this animal, whatever it is. What are some things that I would take into consideration when I'm figuring out like what plants should I put? Um, in with my animal and that's a broad question because it could be anything from a snake <laughs> to a, a lizard to a frog but what are some of the things that i should think about when i'm thinking about like which which plants should i should i put in my tank yeah absolutely um so usually it comes down to like what kind of animal you have so if you have an animal that routinely eats plants um you're gonna want to probably stay more with the fake plants but you yeah. can get more of like um like garden vegetables yeah. and stuff like that that they yeah. can consume um, and then from there, if you know, if they don't eat plants, it kind of goes down into like what kind of climate are they used to and stuff like that. Um, and also kind of taking in consideration the size of the animal, too. So like for crested geckos, you would never put like a tiny little plant in there that couldn't support their weight. Yep. They're just going to crush it. So like crested geckos, we usually recommend like Sansevieria, Dracaena, Pothos. They're just super durable plants. Um, but then you get into like dart frogs and that really opens up your possibilities yeah. of what you can have. Um, pretty much almost anything aside from a succulent will thrive in a dart frog tank just from the humidity and the moisture. Um, so that kind of gives you a lot of different areas you can go down plant wise. So yeah. kind of just a bunch of different things. Cool. Humidity and animals being cool. The biggest one. Cool. Cool. Now, what are some options for putting plants into my terrarium? Like, like, are there like ways in which I can plant them? Should I use, keep them in their pot? Like, what are the options? Like, how do I, how do I physically get plants into the terrarium? And what are some things I need to take into mind when I'm figuring out like, how do I, how do I get this plant into my yeah. terrarium? Um, so usually we recommend uh, for most animals taking the uh, plant out of the pot just because it's not really useful anymore. And plus it kind of holds in that root system and doesn't really allow it to spread at all. Um, so usually we'll recommend taking it out and rinsing it off with chlorinated water and then going ahead and just putting it right into the substrate to let it root out. Um, other animals like Pac-Mans, usually we recommend keeping them in the pot just because Pac-Mans really like to just lift everything up and ruin a couple of things. So that can be a little difficult for plants, but keeping them in a pot helps out. Um, yeah, that's cool. I love that you use the example of uh, Pac-Man. A lot of times people will not consider them as a uh, an animal that you would keep uh, live plants in. Mm-hmm. And even more so, I think, with that species, like uh, the ability to provide some cover, um, but also to 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 utilize some of the uh, um, what's going on in, in the substrate. As yeah, well too. yeah, so absolutely. Cool. So talk about some of the common plant types that people are using in terrariums. Um, and a big part of this is, is for you to pronounce the name, because a lot of times we're just reading the names. So I've heard I've heard people pronounce bromeliads a million different ways because they've just only read it. They've never heard anybody say it. So so talk about some of the types of plants that we recommend people keep with animals and what's kind of unique or different about those uh, types of plants. So, yeah, so give us a, a few examples. So um, you, you listed some earlier, so feel free to list them again and talk about how they're uh, different. Or oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so like Sansevierias, those are like the mother-in-law tongues or, yeah, mother-in-law yeah. tongues. Yep. Um, those are super durable. They kind of go throughout a vast majority of the climates. So like you can keep them in a tropical, you can keep them more in a desert, um, keep them more in like a 
they don't do super great in a wet environment, but they still will thrive. Yep. Or maybe not thrive, but they'll still grow. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so kind of things like that. They um, tend to be uh, much thicker yes. uh, leaves and, and tend to, to be able to hold the weight of us. Yeah. So they're really good for definitely like crested geckos and white tree frogs that just kind of throw their bodies and yep. hope for the best. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, usually those, but then if you get into like dart frogs and stuff, that's where you see more of like the bromeliads and like, um, oh man, alocasias, there's, uh, transcanthias, calicia, repens, kind of just some vining plants. Mm -hmm. A lot of the like pileas, which are a lot of the different, um, tier plants is what I call them. Yep. Um, so you get kind of each animal kind of gets a little bit of a different group of plants so like i'd say dart frogs has like the biggest group just because dart frogs don't really eat plants and pretty much anything will thrive in high humidity and lots of moisture so talk a little bit about the bromeliads like how how do i plant those in my terrarium like what how do i how do i get that into the terrarium like (laughs) can i plant it in the substrate like how do i how do i get those in my tank yeah so um for bromeliads usually we recommend not planting them in a substrate uh, just because they are an epiphyte, so they're not actually used to growing into soil. Uh, they're used to growing onto things. Um, so whenever I'm setting up a tank, usually I will just kind of drill a little hole into my cork bark, put a little bit of aquarium sealant on it, and then just stick it into that hole and then wrap a little bit of moss around it. Usually after a couple of weeks, you see the roots already kind of growing out onto the cork and just kind of around that moss section. Um, but since how you already siliconed it in, it's pretty much stuck there yep. instead of waiting up to a year for it to just actually be fully rooted naturally. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now talk about how we sell plants. Like what are, what are some of the products that we offer and how do we sell them? Like I know we do individualistic and group uh, kits and stuff like that. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about how we sell plants. Yeah. So uh, we have quite a few ways that we uh, sell and list our plants. Um for the most part, the bulk majority of them are going through just uh, singly listed or like not singly listed, but um, where individually yeah. plants um, yep. so that I can we get in a bunch. We'll order in the plug trays. Usually I'll create the skew and then those will get sold. Um, but from there, we also will create plant kits. Uh, we have plant kits for specific animals like dart frogs, crested geckos, um, a lot of those bigger ones just so that it's easier for customers to find things that are going to be specific to their animal. Yep. Um, so kits individually or not individually, but single listed plants. And then we do individually listed plants where it's a very specific item that's being sold. Um, in addition, we will hopefully soon be uh, releasing our cork mounted backgrounds for sale. Um, so that'll be really fun to have that go up and listed. Just a few things we got to figure out still. Um, and then in addition to that, we also have, uh, oh, there was one more mounts mounts. Yes. There we go. (laughs) Kind of touched on it. Um, so yeah, we do mounted products. So we take a lot of the plants that I'm ordering in and we'll just kind of make different arrangements on cork and we let them grow out for a couple of months before, um, selling them. Cool. Now, those mounts, um, like, what's the best way to integrate that into my terrarium? Like, how, how would you recommend people uh, do that? Yeah, so there's uh, there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. 
one of the common ways is for a lot of our like growers choice mounts and stuff. So we have a growers choice rabbit foot fern and a growers choice bromeliad. A lot of those have like hooks on the back. So you can actually just take those hooks and put it right into your foam background mm. um, just for easy installment. Or if you really want to, uh, you can take the hook out and put it on the back of the tank and just kind of seal it in with aquarium sealant or you can seal it in with uh, spray foam and then just going through and cutting it and putting on the aquarium sealant and the substrate. Cool. 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 Um, the the question that often gets asked or, or I guess the concern with using um, plants in Tram is that you know people will say, I don't have a green thumb. Like I'm not really good with mm-hmm. uh, plants in Tram. If I feel that way, if I'm like, man, I suck with plants. I'm horrible with plants. What are some things that you would tell me to, to help me do a little bit better when I'm, I'm doing it in a terrarium? What, what are some things that you would say, hey, keep this in mind or you need to mm-hmm. watch out for this? How hard is it to actually keep plants in terrarium? So it's actually really, really easy to keep plants in terrariums, I feel, at least in my experience. The only one I've struggled with is desert, but <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but like doing like tropical settings for bioactive um honestly it's just making sure you're misting your humidity is good um you're not just like having a giant heat source come down and Mm -hmm. burning stuff um so kind of just keeping in mind with that and like with dart frogs honestly with how humid the tank is and the moisture level you can just throw some cuttings in there they root down and just take right off so those ones are super easy. I have no issues with taking care yeah. of that. I just spray it down. I'm like, all right, everything's good to go. <laughs> um, you will have to trim things, though, especially in a dart frog tank, just because they thrive in that sort yeah. of environment. So they're just growing so rapidly. You might have to trim it up just so that you can actually see into your yeah. tank and it's not just a wall of plants. <laughs> yep, yep. I like to um think that the uh the trams actually are, are acting like a greenhouse making it easier yes. for you to yes exactly yep. yep so you talked a little bit about trimming plants what other maintenance do i need to do if i'm keeping plants in with my animals what, yeah. is, what are some things i need to do um so there's not really a ton of maintenance that goes into plants once you um, have planted them into a tank um just making sure you have the correct lighting so you need like an led source that's full spectrum just to give the plants the light that they need to do photosynthesis mm-hmm. um and just making sure like they're not hardcore drying out which kind of goes in with the care of the animal too yeah. like you're not just gonna let your dart frog dry out yeah. <laughs> so um that helps out a lot too um definitely trimming uh some other maintenance i've experienced is just kind of uh watering brahms just making sure that their uh, inside cup is filled up so that they always have water in there because that's where they take their water and nutrients in from. Cool. Cool. You talked a little bit about uh, lighting, LEDs, any other things that we should take into consideration when we're thinking like, oh man, I've got live plants. Like how do I, how do I do the lighting for those? Um, For lighting, it's pretty much just uh, checking the light source and seeing like how far down your uh, light is actually penetrating. Um, the further down your tank is, the higher wattage you're going to want more uh, wattage too um so it's just kind of taking in consideration with that i personally really like the green grow bulbs that we yep. sell here um i have a couple of those and they just they work so good <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh really cool how leds have kind of um taken over our hobby when it comes to mm-hmm. lighting it was 
you know, when you get a really large tank, maybe, you know, 24 inches deep or 36 inches deep, there really wasn't a lot of lighting yeah. options until we had LEDs. Yeah, yeah, definitely it gets a little bit more difficult with the taller tanks yeah. you get. Because then you experience some more wattage, but then you kind of burn the plants yep. at the top. Yep. So it's a lot of figuring out like yep. what can go at the top to withstand the light yep. and kind of keeping things down at the bottom. Yep, yep, that's cool, that's cool. Anything else that you would like to tell us about uh, keeping plants with animals before we go to the lightning round? No, I think that's it. All right. Then we're going to do our lightning round. Um, feel free if you uh, don't know the answer to the question or don't feel like you you have a good answer for the question to say, hey, skip it. Mm -hmm. uh, but just give us the first thing that comes to your mind. It's all about, hey, what's the first thing that comes to, to Tyler's mind when we uh, do this? So I'll start with the first one. If money and space were no issue, what is your dream pet? Uh, honestly, it would probably be a black throat monitor. Um, <laughs> they're just such a cool reptile and so intelligent. It would be so awesome to work with them and kind of having like an outdoor yep. area for them to go through. But also, obviously, since how we're in Michigan, I'd need an inside one. So <laughs> I'd need a pretty big basement in yeah. order to handle yeah. that. <laughs> that's cool. You are not the first person to, to list that on the Josh's Frog podcast. So that's cool. All right. Besides Josh's frogs, what's another brand in our hobby that's doing cool stuff? Whether it's a cool product um, in our hobby or um, a cool breeder that's breeding some really cool animals. So, yeah. What would you say? Um, personally, I really love Exoterra. The tanks that they make, they are just, they are pristine. That's mm -hmm. my favorite tank and go-to tank for whenever I'm making tanks for my animals. It has great ventilation, the double doors. Yep. It just seems very fancy but like isn't super expensive and it's yeah. just it's ideal <laughs> cool all right what was your you i think you shared your first pet um was the chinese uh water dragon yep um any other unique pets that you had as a as a young child oh man i had all sorts of different reptiles i can't remember which ones i had but there were a couple of different cool ones that i was <laughs> like cool. heck yeah <laughs> um, but then I've owned like sugar gliders before. I used to breed those. I've had chinchillas before. Wow. Done many different things. <laughs> <laughs> A man of many talents. All right. What's your, in all of the world, what is your favorite animal or plant? Like what's something that's totally unique and totally cool that you really like? Um, I definitely have a favorite plant, and it's actually this one that is right behind me. <laughs> uh, I have one at home, and it's about three feet tall now, and the foliage is a little over two feet. Seriously, um, wow. Yeah, it produces really amazing variegation throughout the plant, and huh. each leaf is always so different, and the foliage just keeps getting bigger and bigger, so it's just kind of one of my ideal favorite plants oh, cool. that I've always wanted. Cool. What is that plant? Uh, it is actually a philodendron Jose Bueno. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. All right. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a zoologist. Oh, cool. So I wanted to work at a zoo and everything. I've always loved animals growing up. It was just such a passion of mine. Yep. So being either uh, working at a zoo or even kind of being a teacher that focuses oh, cool. on animals and stuff like that's so kind of like a biologist. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. All right. Um, if you have a free hour, you're not doing anything, don't have to take care of the dogs. What is it that you're doing with that free hour? 
Um, usually I like just going for like a hike in the woods. Mm. Normally I, I take my dogs with me. <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely do I not take them with me. So uh, we usually go for a hike in the woods and just kind of take in the nature and oh, cool. everything. Cool. All right. This is probably the hardest question in the lightning round, but if you had everybody listening to you and they're, they're paying attention to what you have to say and you, you can impart any wisdom to them or remind us of something what is the one thing that you would say i would have to say um when you make mistakes don't be too hard on yourself use them as growing experiences and just kind of keep pushing through and just using them as uh kind of a reference on how to continue on yeah with doing what you're doing that's cool that's cool we we do only grow through our mistakes mm -hmm. yep. yes yep. exactly cool. awesome Thank you, Tyler, for dropping some wisdom on us uh, when it comes to plants. Um, like Tyler said, he does a lot of the um, the listings of our plants. So you're seeing some of his work when you're when you're reading about a plant on Josh's Frogs. Um, he's in some of the videos that we do, especially some of the lies that we do. And then if you're um, ever at one of our shows, Tyler does a lot of shows, especially West Coast shows. Yes, a lot of West shows. Coast shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you see him there. So uh, make sure you check out some of the stuff that he's done on uh, JustinFrogs.com. But thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks guys. for having me. Yep. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoy this content and want to stay up to date, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us across social media. We always want to bring you the best content. So let us know if you, what you think in the comments. And for all your reptile and amphibian needs, be sure to check us out at JoshesFrogs.com. We have an amazing selection. Until next time, stay curious, stay froggy, and keep exploring. <laughs>